Welcome to another episode of the Collective Mindset Podcast. I'm Gavin. This is Jordan. Uh, I'm Jordan. Sorry, introduced you. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Next yep. time, like, do a better job. My bad. We are here to <laughs> we're here to riff a little bit today about kind of the little bit on the same topic topic of what we've already talked about the last few weeks, but the state of the economy and maybe kind of what people can do to push through that. So, Jordan, why don't you kind of kick us off? What what are we looking at today? Well, I, I think why we're going to have regular episodes of this because we feel like we are right on the precipice here of just some major financial changes coming in the marketplace. And, you know, yeah. last time we talked about this game of financial chicken, that was last week. And um, that story has only continued further this week. And uh, you're starting to see some cracks. Um, the 10-year treasury popped this week all the way up to over 480, 4.80, which is absolutely insane. Highest level seen in the 10-year treasury um, since 2006 or seven, yeah. um, highest mortgage rates uh, since the year 2000, I believe. So we're talking 23-year highs on mortgage rates. Um, we can talk about ways to overcome that. But needless to say, there's been some some shock in the system, um, some really interesting data points. Like um, the ADP jobs number came out, I think, on Wednesday or Tuesday, showed that there was only, what, 89,000 new jobs yeah. creation. Less than expected, right? Oh, like 100,000 less. less. Um, the, the, the job numbers, the ADP numbers aren't typically manipulated, but the one that comes out tomorrow seems like they are because they always revise them down, it seems like. So tomorrow's a big day. If that jobs number is a huge swing and a miss, um, that's going to give the Fed real reason to pause. But, I mean, let's talk about that. Like the Fed is, yeah. they're kind of at this rock and a hard place situation here. You know, Jordan, you're really good at looking at data and crunching numbers and then, you know, forming your smart man opinions with that information. You know, I go, I just tend to go by feel a little bit more. And so I just know, like, I've been looking at my credit card statements, my bank statements, and it just seems like all these services or things that I've been buying continually or using continually for the last however long, you know, years and years, man, everything is just more expensive. Yeah. And it's not by just some small 10%, 15% margin. It's like double and triple. Yeah. And my guess is those are things that are just not in these, you know, Fed inflation numbers. No. But it's just, it's like those services we use, right? Like I'm, <laughs> I used to be a man who mowed my own lawn. I have not been that guy for a while, right? And I just feel like like what used to cost X is now three X. Mm-hmm. My the the pool guy that I used to pay X is now it's now two X, mm-hmm. and it's just every little thing, and especially these services that you pay. That there's another family, another businessman on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. You know he's feeling inflation at the pump, at the grocery store. You know just mm-hmm. like we are. Yeah. So everybody but, starts char- charging more. Yeah. He he just has to charge more, and he's got to pay his people more because they're experiencing the same thing, and so it's just this. It's like the race to the top until it all just blows up, right? Like at some point, we can't all keep paying this. And I I think what we're seeing this and, you know, you had crunched some numbers or found some numbers, some some data, but we're at all-time record high credit card debt. Yeah, since, I mean, at least in the the last like 25 years, credit card debt is, I mean, it's far outpacing all-time record highs per household. Yeah. Which is insane. And default rates 
they have absolutely spiked, especially amongst the younger crowd. Yeah. The default rate in the like 18 to 25 year old crowd, I think the default rate just broke into the 20s. Like yeah. that's insane. Dude, I, I think it's like it's that kind of state of mind, mm-hmm. right? Like the things that we used to think were luxuries. Yeah. Having a nice new car with a warranty, having, uh, you know, the latest mm-hmm. and greatest cell phone, having uh, whatever, a gym membership, like things that. When I was younger, I, I saw as luxuries. When I had the money, I had those things. But when yeah. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. Those people, like, I think younger people now, like, those are their musts. Yeah. And they spend it whether they have the money or not. Well, they got to get their coffee every morning, which is six bucks, seven bucks for a coffee. Yeah. And not everyone's like this. But it's True. just this big generalization, right? But it just seems like no one's cutting back anywhere. And that's why inflation's probably still running a little bit rampant. But they're just putting it on their credit card now. Yeah. Right. And those default rates are climbing. Those those credit card balances are climbing. And now people are starting to miss payments. And if you couple that with what what might be on the horizon, right, which is an economic event, job mm-hmm. loss, a stock market crash, like people that are in default. I mean, that, that's bankruptcies, probably. Yeah. So for our younger viewers that may be, you know, haven't quite experienced this or were not around for the uh, great financial crisis in 2008. What happened was literally overnight, you got a letter in the mail. Um, back then, that was more prominent. And you yeah. open up the letter, and it says, your credit card that was a $10,000 credit limit is now $1,872 because that's what your balance was. Yeah. And it happened to everybody overnight. Home equity lines of credit were cut in half. You know, All your credit cards were cut down to whatever the balance was. So these banks were just tightening up lending standards. And, and what we're seeing right now, big picture, you zoom out, that's exactly what's starting to happen right now with the rates the way they are. Yeah. So, and that's the, that's the whole point of the Fed raising rates, right? They're trying to slow down economic activity. They're trying to increase unemployment, which is insane because they have this dual mandate. And one of it's to keep unemployment low, but they're actually right now trying to jack unemployment up so they can slow down activity, slow down people's buying, borrowing, spending. Yep. And so they make it more difficult. And as soon as that liquidity completely dries up, it dries up for everybody. So those things that like we're saying like, hey, be careful, be on alert, like this literally could happen tomorrow. It might not happen for a month. It might not happen for six months, but it could happen tomorrow. Yeah. I think that's kind of the the essence of it. And yeah, until that happens, we're probably not really going to see, this is horrible to say, but we're not going to see a pivot in rates. They're just... The Fed, yeah. honestly, they keep they keep talking about soft landing, but there's just there's no way to do the exercise the policy they're doing right now without having a hard landing because of the nature of what they're doing. Yeah, and I think that's my opinion. <clears throat> exactly, and at a certain point, right? Like, just that we're calling it a pivot, the Fed pivot, right? But it's like you've been going up in rates, and eventually it's going to turn around, and it's like the odds of us being like a you know, you've seen the extremes play out in the market over the last, you know, however many cycles. It's always been uh, just a drop. It's been a flash. It's been a, a mm-hmm. moment, right, that kind of precipitates it or cascades it, right? So the odds of us having this soft landing, right, which is like hey, a smooth rising of interest rates and then a smooth lowering of them back down, right, as inflation eases, it's just unheard of. We, we've gone, right, 20x on the interest rate over the last year. So it's just, it's increased by such a multiplier. So um, 
there's definitely some kind of event that's likely to come from that. But I, I really wanted to hammer home, right, as a business owner, as someone who is kind of in control of the finances of my family, right, the, the provider of my family. In a time like this, man, we really have to double down. You have got to be the grittiest. You've got to be the most creative. You've got to be the most, uh, you've got to be the hungriest. You've got to be out there working hard because right now is really going to separate the people who are just sitting back coasting and mm-hmm. the people who are grinding and pushing forward. So um, I think that's kind of what I wanted to talk about is like as, as you know, not everyone's self-employed, mm-hmm. but as people who are providing for their families, you know, your version of gritty might be we, we got to cut coupons. We got to cut back on these things or we got to get a side hustle or whatever it is, right? Um, if you're a business owner, you've got to tighten the belt. You've got to figure out where you're spending, where you don't need to. You've got to just go through your expenses and, and then you've got to drive top line revenue. You've got to be the most creative person in your industry or sector. And, you know, we're loan officers in the mortgage industry. If you watch the number of, of licensed loan officers and what it's done over the last two years, yeah, it's crazy. There's like, like we've had like a 60% drop in loan officers in the business. Yeah, you guys, normally there's like, I mean, in the peak, I think there was over 300,000 yeah. licensed loan officers, and it's been dropping by almost 100,000 the last couple of years. We're down below 100,000 loan officers. So guys like Gavin and I, who are seasoned, you know, we've been around 20 plus years, Gavin, you know, 10 plus, 13 plus years, whatever it yep. is, like, you know, not to say we're perfect, but we've, we, we're the guys that are career professionals and, and have got the game kind of figured out a little bit. And if, if you're, if you're five years into the business and this is your first downturn and you've only known this, like, yeah, this is going to be a really challenging time and you, you need to double down. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a loan officer watching it, you know, call us, talk to us, we can give you some ideas, some things you can do. But on top of that, like if you're just, you know, a good friend of ours and you're watching this, like you're sitting there saying, Jordan, Gavin, like, what should we do? What do we do in this, you know, challenging financial times? And I, I love what Gavin's saying, like shore up certain things. Look to start start businesses. So this is what I would say. You know, here's a couple of my like pro tips. Like number one, make sure your money is in smart places. That's number one in a downturn. The number one rule of capital is protected at all costs. Don't lose money. So there's a couple of things you can do to not lose money. Number two would be take your money out of your boring checking account or your savings account. That's 0.15% yield and go put it in a money market account. Go put it in a high yield savings account. There's, there's banks out there that are paying 4 or 5% on these right now. You're crazy not to have your money there. Like, yeah. put it somewhere where it's putting to work while you're sleeping. So that would be number one. Number two, like, what is, one, what is the biggest loss to our money? Your earned money. It's this horrible, nasty <sighs> word called taxes, okay? The government comes in, and they're going to take a minimum of 25% of your money in some cases, up to 50%. You know, it's not just income tax, it's sales tax, blah, blah. So create tax strategies. And if you're sitting there and you're like, man, I'm a W 2 guy, you know, I make 100 grand, like what tax strategies can I have? Start, excuse me, start a small business. Start a small business that, you know, you can have business use of your home, you can write off your car. If you're a real estate professional and you drive around and you do all this stuff, you can write off your miles, you can, yeah. you can. I love the idea of buy an Airbnb, run an arbitrage on that. You can depreciate that asset. You can do all kinds of things. So now's the time that's like preservation of capital on top of increasing your earning potential. Yeah. So those are my hot takes. 
I love it. I just think, like, to me, it's mindset. Like, we can't be victims. You, you can't just sit back and let it all happen. You got to be proactive. You've got to double down on your efforts. You you just you've got to be like you said, right? Being mindful of where your money's at, what it's doing, how it's working for you, and and also I would lump into that same category, right? Time, mm-hmm. money, and time, yeah. right? To me, it could be the same thing, right? If you don't have a lot of money, you might have some time, and so just if you can use your time to to make a little bit more money, to look through your expenses, to cut back, to to be creative. Um, I think the people who are the most creative and the people who are, you know, honing their craft, getting better at what they do, um, those are going to be the people that come out on top on the other side of this. Um, yeah. Especially like in our industry, like people who stay in this and grind and stay connected to all their referral partners and their clients, like those are going to be the people on the other side that do really well. And and the guys that got out because it was too hard and they went and did something else that seemed easier. Um, they're going to be scrambling to get back in it when it all turns around, but, um, they're definitely going to be behind the eight ball there. So, yeah. Well, if you guys have any questions, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to us, uh, comment on these videos, um, with any questions, we'll be sure to respond, but, um, it, it's going to be an interesting time. We'll come back with more. Hopefully I'm sure there's going to be some fireworks that we'll want to chime in on, but yeah. You know, as we go down, like Gavin and I with the Mortgage Collective and the collective network that we have, we are we are working on building multiple businesses and doing different things. So, you know, once we get those things going, we're definitely going to be guinea pigs and saying, hey, like this is this is kind of how you do it. But there's strategies to be in place. Um, You know, in this world, it's hard. There's so many distractions, but you got to stay disciplined and have this mindset like Gavin's talking about and you'll you'll be able to survive and. And thrive, really. That's the idea. Yeah. So. I love it. Okay. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for watching. See ya.